A-Z-E-R-O-N. P-R-Z-E-R-O-N, which is a term in what's called leap speak. Leap speak? <laughs> the word pran is <laughs> from a time when you were searching on the internet for porn, you would be blocked. And oh. so you would use P-R-Z-E-R-O-N as a search term. Welcome to Coffee with My Mom! A podcast about family, life, and talking to your teenagers. Be uncomfortable, bitch, because what we're talking about today is the porn industry. If you'll notice today in the background, hi, we have a random voice. So yeah. this is the first <laughs> sleepover of summer break. Yay! And this is Cadence's friend, Emma, Hi. joining us. And they decided they wanted to do a podcast, which we haven't done since March. Oh, rip. So I told them that they had to come up with a topic. And they asked me to talk about... Internet porn! porn. <laughs> Before we get into your questions, I want to ask you guys, what are your perceptions of porn? I think as gives, an industry, as a thing in your lives? I think it gives people unrealistic expectations of people in general. Because the people and that are sex. sex. And sex, for sure. Because like, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, like that's what sex is going to be like. Oh, God. Right? Like... Oof. Oof, yeah. Um, and I feel like it gives kind of unrealistic expectations for people that, like, we kind of expect women to be, like, the, like, thin, skinny with, like, fake boobs and big asses. And always gonna call you daddy. Yeah, always gonna call you daddy. Restrict my airflow, patriarchal figure. Yeah. And I think it also gives people unrealistic... It just gives people unrealistic expectations of people in general. Yeah. Because, like, the people... Unless it's your thing, you don't generally look up, like, ugly people having sex. Well, it's so just, my question it's is... It's just what we call the quote-unquote beautiful people. Does porn have to do that? No. No, it doesn't. But that's what people generally look for. It's like... We're gonna cover this a little later, but, like, mm-hmm. stepmom porn mm-hmm. is usually, like, a hot, like... MILF stepmom because I don't understand <laughs> so it's not bad I don't understand why but like people don't want to f- have sex with ugly people as much as they want to have sex with quote unquote again every time I say okay, ugly or beautiful you, I mean you, quote unquote do you want to have sex with ugly people? no okay so I think part of it is that attraction is a really complex thing and yeah. you can find yourself attracted to people in real life who look all kinds of ways because all kinds of things about them attract yeah. you but if you're looking at a person on a screen, it has to be. That's like, all yeah. you get is the appearance. That's all you get is the surface. And any so. sort of quote unquote depth is like the character they're playing. Except I don't have time for that. Well, that's they do. Well, it depends, right? There used to be full length movies that wow. were not very good or not very well written, but like full they well used acted. to have a whole story. And now everything is is compressed down to just this fifteen you know, minute right fifteen like, minute scene. A lot of, I think, what we're going to, what, what we have to talk about is what internet porn exists, right? Because what is your impression of where most porn comes from? Pornhub. 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 Yeah. Pornhub. Hentai places. Pornhub. It's all free. And it's the same thing with whatever your... Yeah, whatever online what resources. So there's... And, like, I'm aware of, like, you've talked to me about this a bunch. Emma hasn't heard about this. But there is porn that is good, ethical porn. But that costs money. And the people that want to watch porn, that's, like, me and, like, Emma, we don't have money. You do have money. Not to spend on porn. Why not? Because... because that's parents and it's still uh, illegal. wait parents no, and it's really still, it's still illegal we shouldn't even really be watching porn 
You shouldn't watch porn until you're 18. That's what the law says. Well, we yeah, can't really go out and buy it. No, no, we can't buy it because we're underage. The truth is that unless some saint so, takes it into their own heart and downloads that porn and then puts it somewhere else for the rest of us to see, I salute you. We don't want to do that, though. Damn it. Because the whole thing is people who are going out there and working to make content that is ethical and that is depicting people who are all consenting and willing and and good things happening in those videos, they need to be able to make a living to continue doing that, right? And that's, so there's a really great podcast uh, by a guy named John Ronson. He does all kinds of weird investigative journalism and it's called The Butterfly Effect. And what it's about is the effect that Pornhub has had on the whole world. And all of the different things that have, that have happened as a result of everyone taking all of this pornography and making it free on the internet. And again, I think it's hard, it's complex. Because I think that, of course, teenagers want to look at that stuff. And of course, you're drawn to it and you're interested in it. And I think the idea that we're going to just take it in this like messy format and throw it out there and go, you guys can't have access to good stuff or legal stuff because you're not old enough. And then just imagine that means you're not going to look at anything else that's kind of like abstinence only. Oh, sex no, ed. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying that in all reality, I we need to make that saying. sort of stuff more accessible for people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like Teen Health Center, and like, this is my very liberal view on the world. I feel like at the Teen Health Center, there's all sorts of resources at mm-hmm. my school, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's resources like if you're being abused, if you are like, if you need rehab. Mm-hmm. I feel like there should be something that's like good porn resources. Mm-hmm. And it should be something that, like, because, again, everybody's going to look at it at some point in their life, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they don't, and we don't judge them for well, that. Well, and if, if, but, our, if our kids aren't ready to look at porn and aren't looking at porn, then no, we shouldn't be like, no. here, have some no. porn. No, right? have but like, some porn, stick it up your butt. Right. <laughs> but if they're looking at it already, then it's crazy that we want to restrict their access to stuff that Real depicts, stuff. say, yeah. women who are wanting to be there and who are not having their air restricted yeah. and who are unless that's what they're into so there are there are producers who make films so there are producers who make films that are all real life couples so basically instead of taking women and putting them in these kind of maybe dangerous or risky situations or having them do things they might not otherwise choose to do they're doing the things that they otherwise do with a camera yeah and, and getting a little bit of money and sure and participating in the community and doing whatever and so you know, those videos, what you're going to see are people respecting one another, people who are in a relationship with one another, people who are consenting to do all the things that they're doing. Uh, and, and there are producers who also make films with actors who they make a point to have everything be ethical, yeah. have everyone feel respected, and have everyone decide what they do and don't want to do before they start the film. Yeah. And when you see that kind of content... It's so different. It's very, very different. And I think if, again, uh, if you're going to look at porn anyway, that's the kind of porn that, that you should be looking at. It also gives people unrealistic expectations of sex. Not even just of other people, but of sex, too. Because, like, again, the first time I saw porn, I was like, shit. Right? Like, ah! Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of expect, like, big dicks and big boobs well, and so skinny I, and shaved. And another thing that you will find in some of the more feminist and more ethical porn is all body shapes. Yeah. Is a wide array of people. Is conversations happening yeah. that let you kind of figure out who the people are before they start to have sex. Yeah. Cool. 
And you see more how it's kind of supposed to happen instead of just like, all right. You see depictions that look a lot more like what sex looks like in the day-to-day, which is a wide array of different things, right? Sex doesn't look the same every time it happens. As part of this episode, I will include a list of links of places where you can find porn that is feminist and supported. But it is true that those are not places where you find free porn. Yeah. Yeah. Those are places where you pay for porn. Do you want to get into the actual questions? I'm ready. That was one of our questions. Is there ethical porn? So we just... I've yes, there is. So also, so there's a, a one particular producer that I really like, and her name is Erica Lust. You've told me so much about her. She's... Like, I went onto her website. That's where I tried to buy porn, and then I couldn't, because they were like, we need to see an ID. Well, talk to me later. <laughs> so, <laughs> Erica Lust is a producer of porn. She is from Sweden. Of course she is. Everything you love is from Sweden. It's true. Av is from Sweden. (laughs) So, uh, I've heard her talk on several different podcasts. Is she on this podcast? She's got a lot of really interesting things to say about sex education and about what what her goals are when she makes these movies and how her goals are very much to empower women and girls and to think about realistic views of things and to give that kind of depiction of a, what, it, what it should look like. Whereas a lot of what you're going to see on Pornhub is not. Yeah. yeah. So talking about um, kind of gender stuff, um, why is it so taboo for women to watch porn? Because people think that only dudes watch it. And a lot of the stuff on Pornhub and all that is definitely geared towards men. I don't think it's taboo for women to watch porn. I think it's a little more unusual for women to watch porn, and I think that there are a couple of reasons for that. I think number one is that it is an industry that is mostly run by men. Yeah. And so a lot of the porn, especially in the last 30, 40 years, has been built in what's called with what's called the male gaze. It's been built yeah, to literally see the POV, things right? like, that men want to see. Not what women want to see. But in truth, even when you make movies that show what women want to see, women, as a rule, are less driven to visual content and more driven. So think about Fifty Shades of Grey and why. That's a terrible book, and I can talk all day about why that's a terrible <laughs> book, and I'm not going to do it right now. I won't subject you to it. It's a terrible book. But Enlighten me. The <laughs> reason why it took off the way that it did is because Reading is a little bit more the way that women tend to take in content. We like we I like find to the opposite use about that. Like I generally take in stuff better when it's put into like a video and well, presented to me. I hear that, and this is all like when you say things about women tend, men tend. Yeah. It's never going to be true for everyone. No, but it is true that if you look at studies and surveys, more women say they would prefer, say, to read a sexy scene fan than fiction. to watch. Yeah. Yes, fan fiction. Fan fiction. Fan fiction. Fan so, fiction. women because. You know, we just talked about attraction and all the things that figure into attraction. And it's more common for men to be looking at things like the physical assets initially. And it's more common for women to want more than that. We want to know, is he smart? Is he nice? Is he a sensitive boy who likes poetry? Yes. Who is he? And in reading, we can we can get more of that information. <laughs> There's a quote from Big Mouth where they're talking about the book that's uh, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um. And basically, like the sister goes like, 
we want to know about everything around sex, but not sex, because when we think about sex, we picture ourselves with a baby, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, and I think not even that. I think women, I think, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey prove that we do want sex, yeah. but we want sex in a package with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. yeah. We want sex, you know, like Twilight even, even though there wasn't really yeah. sex in Twilight. We want sex, but we want sex with a man who loves us forever and wants to be with us forever and be whatever. We have all different pictures of what our perfect man yeah. looks like, but that is what we want. We want sex with our dream man. Yeah. Men, and again, this is all this is all generalities right. and General, surveying yeah. results, not talking about every man or every yeah. woman. But men want sex with all the women, with every beautiful woman. That's and just again, me. There are... I think I am part of a man. There are... There are... You can go back to some biology for yeah. that, right? Because, yeah, no biological stuff. Because for a man to see his baby make it into the next generation, the best thing to do is make as many babies as he can. But yeah. we can't make as many babies as we can. We can only make so many babies. So we want the best quality babies to make sure our babies that we carry for nine months will survive. Whereas men can just go for volume. And again, that's all biological and it's not how... Quality, not quantity. It's it's, it's not how all men are or how all men think, but you can understand some things about our wiring from understanding that. So um, I think that that women as a whole do tend to other mediums and then the women who would like to look at videos, most of the videos aren't so much for us. No. No, I definitely found that. Like, And the truth is, when you see a video of a woman who is doing it for the money, when you see a video of a woman who is not there because she wants to be there, even if no yeah. one is saying anything about it, it's like you can feel it. Yeah, yeah You absolutely. can feel it, and you don't like it, and you don't want to see it. And every time that you see that, you draw a little bit more and a little bit more away from porn as a whole, yeah. I think. Because in books... Like, it's not a real person. And you're getting her actual stream of consciousness. So she always wants to be there. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff about it. But ultimately, I think, again, it's number one that that as a whole, women are less visual and more, uh, they like to read, they like more more input. And I think number two, the porn is not made for women. And I think that there are lots of cool directors out there changing that. Yeah. That if that's, if, if visual and porn is what you want then those directors are who you should look to so what does porn made for women look like well <clears throat> sensitive boys <laughs> not necessarily i mean all kinds of things all yeah. just like men like a broad array of things so do women and there's all kinds of different levels of of interaction and it's not all like eye looking and sweet sensitive stuff mm-hmm. no but uh, there's more camera time on. So, did you ever hear or read anything about Wonder Woman, and how that movie was different than other superhero movies? No, uh, there's, I don't know. No, she was pregnant. Oh, she was. Hell yeah. yeah, she was, which makes her double awesome. Because yeah. I cannot imagine like doing anything she did while she's, I was pregnant. And doesn't she do her own stunts? No, she's got a stunt woman. Ah. Lame. But, well, she was pregnant. She was so cool, though. She's so cool. No, anyway, the point is, there are all of these little things in the way that that movie was shot that you don't really have to understand the cinematography of it to feel the yeah. result of it. So they tended to shoot her from up above. There yeah. weren't a lot of, like, ass shots from down below. Yeah. Right? No. Like, they always shot her from a position of power. Yeah. Um, yeah. And things like that that made a difference in the way that you perceived that movie. So in the same way... Porn that's made for women shows more of women's faces, more of their reactions to what's happening, where traditional porn, like, is pretty much all focused in on, like, whatever penetrative things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
porn that is made for women, you see more of everyone's faces, yeah. more of everyone's reactions to things, um, and they are doing things that are sometimes about what the man wants to do, and sometimes about what the woman yeah, wants no, to do. Yeah, no, because I find a lot of that, like, we talked all about blowjobs in sex ed, mm-hmm. but, like, never about the reciprocal, mm-hmm. because, like... That's just not something you talk about. Another one of our questions is, like, why is there so much stigma around porn? Well, there's stigma around porn because there's stigma around sex. Why is there stigma around sex? Like, why do we think it's so, like... Well, I mean, that's a, that is a big question. And I could talk for a long time about that and go into the history well, of... Well, three main points. Well, I mean, so sex is a risk inherent activity fair so if you just have sex what is it i always say to you having indiscriminate indiscriminate sex sex. if you have indiscriminate sex bad things will happen to you and that has always been true people who have indiscriminate sex in those circles have a tendency to end up with unwanted pregnancies with Diseases. diseases that especially a long time ago. Congratulations, you got herpes. Of a lot of diseases that you could die from. Yeah. So, sex got... If you only ever had sex with the people that you married, you were a lot safer. Yeah, because if you only have sex with the people you marry, then there's no diseases, right? Mm-hmm. And if you like sex and want sex, then that's, again, for women especially, so then we can get into that whole piece, because that's point number two, women who like sex, the men, who are the ones who are in power, historically, had to worry about what their women were doing. Yeah. It was fine if they were going around liking and wanting sex and having sex with random people. Because then it's their child. Then they're leaving children everywhere, and that's fine. They don't want to come home and take care of someone else's child. Yeah. And that's yeah. especially historically because every mouth to feed was a big freaking deal. Yeah. Right? Keeping a family safe and fed and taken care of was really difficult to mm-hmm. do historically. So if you have extra children that aren't even your genetic type, then you're basically putting all this effort in for what isn't the end goal, right? Because biologically, the end goal is for your genetic code to move into the future. Yeah. So men were very worried about whether or not their children were their children, which you could argue about whether that's a good thing or a right thing. Yeah. And you could argue, I, I like to argue why that's a great idea for a matriarchy, because women always know who their children are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a motherhood test. You are not the mother, yeah. but it came out. Right. Not the mother. You know you're the mother. So, but all that aside, so the point is, women a long time ago were discouraged from liking sex, because if we didn't like sex, then the men didn't have to worry about what we were doing while they were yeah. off tilling the fields or whatever right tilling yeah the tilling the fields i mean figuratively and I, literally <laughs> wait i don't get it tilling the fields like having sex with a lot of women oh as well as actually tilling, out planning yeah. Yeah. things in the fields both cool so there are all kinds of reasons why people in general and especially women were discouraged from thinking about sex or wanting to have sex and so pornography is just a, a piece of that. And, I mean, it's awkward, right? It's uncomfortable, yeah. especially, like, as parents, it's not easy for us to think about our kids watching yeah. porn, right? That's or fair. even yeah. having sex. Yeah. It goes both ways, too. You guys don't want to well, think about uh, us doing it any more than we want to think about you doing it. 
However, since we made you, one can generally assume we've got it under control and we don't need anyone to teach us about it. We're parent types are probably, hopefully, okay. However, you guys need someone to talk to you about it. And I read a really good quote that said a lot of parents don't want to talk to their teens about sex because it squicks them out. But if, as parents, if we never did anything that squicked us out, what kind of parents would we be if we never changed a diaper? If we never cleaned up vomit from our child, right? Like, we have to yeah. do all kinds of uncomfortable, awkward things. And having uh, talking about... I'd rather about, talk to my kid about sex than clean up their shit. You're going to have to do both. Fuck. That's <laughs> why so I'm not having children. Well, that is an option. Children are demons, Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And then, on top of that, I think another reason why the porn industry is so stigmatized and so taboo is because for a very long time the porn industry has been a very questionable industry yeah no definitely so a lot of things happen that especially the women involved didn't really want to happen and kind of just get railroaded into doing uh women find themselves a little while ago (laughs) oh yeah of like the accidental anal yeah women find themselves also in desperate straits yeah so women who are making porn because they're like i understand sex and i'm comfortable with sex and i want to do this that's way more empowering and good than women who are making porn because they're like i'm gonna starve to death i came here to be an actress i can't get a role in a real movie so i'm just gonna do this to make make my bills make sense and they're not feeling empowered and they're not feeling like it's a thing that they're choosing for their career so, you know, all of that stuff. And that is why a lot of feminists have a big problem with porn. Because yeah. they feel that it's hard to know when you watch it whether or not the women are there because they choose to be. And yeah. that's problematic. And it's an industry that's largely run by men. And again, that doesn't have to be problematic, but sometimes it is, it is yeah. problematic. So, when we have people who are making movies who are out there doing their best to be ethical, and even then, just because they're saying it doesn't mean it's true. No, they could be held at gunpoint, right? Well, it's there are a lot. There's lots of moving pieces. Yeah, and sex is just something that's. We are a nation that was kind of built on on these puritanical values of everybody keeping clothed all the time and never having sex and never talking about sex and. We still have a lot of those values, and it's dumb. kind of socialized into us. Dum dum dum. Well, it's easy for you to say that though, because you have spent your whole life being socialized otherwise. Yeah. Right. You never lived in that that mindset that said uh, your body parts are bad yeah. or sex no, is bad. No, like I've gone to the pride parade my whole life where there are naked dudes rollerblading. Right. right. Like it's not. So you have to understand that not everybody has had that environment their whole life. And it can be hard to escape that. Yeah. Next question. Next question, boys. Um, Wait, can we do question two? Wait, actually, no, question one. How do you get into the porn industry? That's a good question. Uh, Mom's like, well, I have personal experience. I do not. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I write about sex. I do not I, no, I do not have a camera. There are a lot of different ways that women participate in porn. So there's like pick up and go to LA and be a porn star. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
they go and often there's a lot of interest in girls who have never been in porn before and it's very empowering and you get a big boost of money and all you have to do is kind of hold your breath and do offensive things and you do it for, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes, maybe you feel bad while you're doing it, you walk away, you get handed a lot of money. And then these girls. So there's a movie that was on Netflix. I don't think it's on there anymore. After porn? No. Ends. No. It's called, uh, like, Hot Girls Wanted, I think. Yeah. And it's about these... It's a real documentary about these girls who basically live exactly this, where they go to L.A. And they are so empowered and they feel so good. Like, now I don't have to, like... I dropped out of school and it's fine. I don't need that stuff because I can make all this money and I can live this life forever. But the truth yeah. is... After a couple of months, after two, three months, they're not new anymore. Mm-hmm. And they, the industry moves on. And no, it's like the girls, 22 song. Like, after... Yes. Yeah. And these girls get kind of left in the dust. And it's pretty terrible, and it's pretty not empowering. So, the other way in is what's called cam girls. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, cam girls are a little more empowered because they are choosing what they're going to do. And, and they, they get are, paid a lot. They can. And they are they are doing it, like generally not even necessarily with other people. It's often just by themselves taking video. So that is that is a route in that is a little bit more empowering. Um, honestly, I don't know exactly how. Like when you're gonna work with like Erica Lust or someone who is a, a very ethical. Might um, like email and be like, hey, I'd like to have sex with you. In front of your camera. Well, in all fairness, someone like Erica Lust would probably tell you you have some growing up to do. Because mostly she chooses to work with professionals who yeah. are old enough that they're very well in control. It's very important to her that they are able to have real consent and not yeah. just... Like, those girls who go to L.A. and who get all that money and who make that porn, they think that they... They feel in that moment like they're 100% consenting. Yeah. But six months later, when they've been dropped on their ass, they're like, I don't know how I feel about any of what I did. I don't know that I really was in control of my own. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that immediate gratification like is pure, so yeah, powerful. It's almost like a drug. It's so powerful, especially because these are often girls who maybe weren't doing so well in school and yeah. who are having a lot of pressure. Like the kind of trope of the disappointed father, mm-hmm. right? They had a, well, they just had a lot of pressure on yeah. them that they needed to, to find a way to succeed. Especially with the girls that are like... The, like, quote-unquote, like, pretty girls. Mm-hmm. So, well, you and I have had a conversation. So, what is the one and only reason ever, ever, ever that you should have sex? Because I want to. Because you want to. And understanding always. whether or not you want to have sex. Understanding why <laughs> you want to have sex is not always easy. No. Because sometimes you think you want to have sex, but what you really want is for that boy to like you more. Yeah. And that's and not a good reason to have sex. No. Don't give him no. anything if you if if it's, like, because you think it'll make him like you. It should yeah. never be about an external thing. Yeah. It should be because you want to have that experience. Yeah. yeah. But the point is, it can be very hard to untangle that, yeah. right? Like, you feel drawn to the thing, and it can be hard to understand why you're drawn to the thing. Yeah. And it's the same thing with making porn. You feel drawn to the thing, and it's only later that you realize it was the money, and it was the sense of accomplishment, and it wasn't about the sex that was happening. No. Yeah. Whereas when you say, if you are the kind, if you have the kind of personality that you say, I want to go and do things I enjoy with people I enjoy doing things with, and I want to do it on a camera so that I can empower and give that to other women as well. If that is really your reasoning, then you are the right person to make porn. Yeah. 
Otherwise, it's not a good idea. No. For you personally. Otherwise, it will leave shrapnel. It will leave damage. Yeah. And so for someone like Erica Lust, the real goal... You're her, like, biggest fangirl. I, I, she's, pretty, she's pretty amazing. She sounds really cool. She's pretty good, amazing. Yeah. You should listen. You should see if you can find some of the podcasts that she's been on and listen to some of what she's got to say because she's got a lot of really good insight that's... When you hear her talk, it's not like... She's not talking about really porny stuff. She's talking about, like, sex ed in Sweden, and she's talking about women's empowerment. God damn, I love Sweden so much. She's talking about... She's talking about... She's a a very smart lady, and she's got a lot of really good goals that have to do with helping women kind of reclaim their power in sex, as opposed to most porn, which kind of takes power away from women. We should Skype her. Yes. (laughs) Let's go Skype And Erica now we're Lust. Skyping it. <laughs> if if er- Erica Lust ever wants to come on our podcast, I would be happy to bring her in. But I she have doesn't. a feeling she's a little bit busy. <laughs> yeah, that's Perhaps. Well, especially right now. Right? Like, there's so much shit going on in our country that's like... She I... doesn't have to care about that. She's Swedish. Yeah, she's Damn Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> lucky. Lucky, lucky. <laughs> I'm sure she cares. Because oh, of course. pretty much everyone cares right now about all the crazy stuff going down. Listen, girl. <laughs> Anyway, America needs so you. that's a good question, though, that I don't know how you get into ethical porn because it is so important to them that you, that I mean, I suppose, ethical. I suppose the route to that looks a little bit more like getting involved in Almost the like, sex yeah. educating community first, like by going to workshops and learning more about consent and learning more about empowerment yeah. and then probably moving into teaching about consent and teaching about empowerment and then from there into making content. So it's more work than just flying out to LA. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because then it, it shows that you're actually, you actually want it. And you should, if you're not a person who wants to involve yourself like deeply in the sex education and and sex positivity community if you're not a person who wants that to be like your community and your set of friends and your job and your life then then porn is probably going to be damaging to you like if you're a person who can tell all of your friends in your life and even like your parents and everybody to be like yep i got a sex blog yep i'm a sex educator that's my mom that is your mom that is your mom and see and that is a thing that you know it's funny because cadence doesn't know what the blog is and she has never seen it because she's not ready for that. She won't let me. I don't know that you want to. You've said you didn't want to in the past. Well, is it about your personal experiences? Some. Some. It's not It's not all. It's, it's really more of a... The second day I had. <laughs> no, I mean, the kind of conversations we're having now is most of what, what I write about. But... Cool. In, on my blog, there's it, it does share more of my experience than I do when I'm talking to you guys because I know that that's not what you guys need or want to hear. Yeah. Whereas okay. other people who are looking for that are more interested in yeah. also in experience. She, I, also, I also write erotica, like ah! Fifty Shades of Grey. Cool. And Me it too, though. exists and is in the world. You've read it all. I've read her erotica. She's read my erotica? No, my, I've read her oh, erotica. Oh, your erotica. Well, I've heard some of her erotica. Have you? Yeah. Some of it. When? How? Your gay boy one that you wrote last summer. But that was not erotic. Anyway, the point is that I have some of it that is actually published and in the world that Cadence still has never read because she's not ready to do that yet. And I leave that up to her. When she was younger, I kept it from her. When she was younger, I took the book that I wrote and I pulled out the stories because it's a book of short stories and some of them are fine and some of them are erotic. And I pulled out the ones that I didn't think she was ready to read. 
and gave her that copy so that she could still read my book without having to... Wait, do you have, like, a legit book? Yeah. She has a couple. A couple. So then there is the book that has the real erotica in it, and she still... So now there are copies of that all over the house, but she still hasn't read it because she knows she's not read it. Have you? Yeah. You've read all of them? I've read Vanilla. Okay. What about uh, Do Androids Even Dream? Mm-mm. No, I like don't spend the time reading your work. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, the point is, I have that blog, and Cadence knows that I have that blog, but she doesn't know where it is, Mm-mm. and she doesn't read it. So, that's kind of our relationship with that, that... Yeah. So, does that cover <laughs> the question? Oh, so that was how to, how to get into porn. How to get yeah. into porn. The next question. Do you want me to say it or do you want to say it? Say it? Yeah, good. Why is stepmom porn so popular? It's a good question. So, I think the thing about stepmom porn is that it's not so much that anybody necessarily wants to be with their stepmom. It's more that it's taboo. It's yeah, more it's, that it's, it's the most appropriate taboo. Yes. Because there's like incest stuff that's taboo and there's like younger people stuff that's taboo and there's drugs and there's BDSM and there's all this other stuff that's taboo and I probably stepmom porn is the least taboo of all of them but it is it's kind of a safe taboo right because safe porn being so rampant there's so much of it yeah so much so much so much porn and I mean the truth is sex look up how much porn you don't need to look up how much it looks How only well, it, so it looks only so many ways, right? Yeah. Like if you're just looking at video of just people just having sex, it looks like it looks. And after you've seen it enough times, it's all the same. It's all the same. That's why you should go to hentaihaven.org. So it's about because hentais have a theme. Hentai is much better than we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> it's it's about having something different to add to it, and so. By adding some kind of a taboo, it's different, but a lot of people, like, they want something that's taboo, but, like, not so much something scary taboo. So, things like women cheating on their husbands, or things like stepmom, stepsister, where it's, like, not really incest, it's just socially taboo. Those are, like, they're, like, low-level. Yeah. uh, Gentle. Right. Low-key taboo. Right. That's my live stream. Low-key taboo. Oh my God. <laughs> Can we rename our podcast to Low-key Taboo? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's coffee with my mom. I like Low-key Taboo better. What's the name of this episode again? Prawn, prawn Night? Prawn it's Night. It's Prawn Night. <laughs> Next question. Um, I think this is our last question, actually, because you've covered a lot of our questions. All right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, is it altogether a positive or a negative impact on people, in your opinion? That is another really big question, and I think it's a hard thing, because it's like anything else, right? Alcohol. Is it altogether a good impact or a bad impact on people? Bad. Bad? You think? I've never heard good stories about alcohol. There are good stories about alcohol. I mean, it. I guess it's because it's fun. Yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, so you get a bunch of adults at like a Christmas party and everybody's just standing around like feeling pretty awkward and everything is weird and these are just the people you work with. You give everybody a couple of drinks and everybody like kind of eases up and starts talking about their life and like doesn't feel so awkward and doesn't feel so weird and they all do karaoke and everybody has a nice time. It's a social lubricant. Yes. So in that case, so let's assume that is a great band name. It's amazing. So let's, let's imagine for a minute that at this particular work party, nobody gets like 
trashed and throws up. So in that case, if nobody like made bad decisions or ruined their life or threw up at the party, if the only presence of the alcohol made everybody feel more comfortable and made people sing karaoke, yeah. it was a good impact then. Dude, yes, I, I agree If that. you take a bottle of alcohol and drink all of it and get in your car and go run into like a bus full of like children, Oof. then <laughs> it was a really bad impact. So it's it's a tool like anything else. Yeah. Alcohol is a thing that is going to be what people are going to make of it. And porn is the same thing. Yeah. That if you go and hole up in a basement somewhere and watch porn day and night. That's me. That That's is, a porn addiction. Then that is not healthy and it's not good. If you watch a bunch of porn and then you look at your partner and are unsatisfied with them or unhappy with them because they don't match what you're seeing in the porn. That's a problem. That's problematic. Yeah. If you watch porn and learn things about what you think you might like yeah, so that you can have a fulfilling sex life, then it's a good thing. If you watch porn with a partner and say, that's a thing maybe I'd like to try, and then your partner says, yes, I'm interested in that, and then you guys go and watch other video yeah. that's educational video that could also be classed as pornography, even though it's yeah. teaching you about things. Yeah, If people use it to have a more healthy, happy, fulfilling sex life, or if people don't and can't have a sex life because maybe they're teenagers and aren't ready for sex, but they're using it to understand more about what that looks like yeah. or using it to fulfill like a curiosity that they have instead of going out and having sex, those are all good things. Yeah. Right? There are good things that porn can do and there are bad things that porn can yeah. do. I feel like mm, the porn that I have found that is like, because I like to think that I've found my little niche of porn that mm-hmm. is like not... I still think you and I need to have a separate conversation off the podcast about That's where fair. your porn That's is coming fair. from, That's because fair. I think that you probably could use some help. I know. But, like, your again... porn is rough. You need help. <laughs> Girl. Who's the queer eye person who would <laughs> help with that? Karamo? <laughs> I love that you know. <laughs> He's the culture one. That's fair. Fair. Uh, I don't have any more questions. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, that's body positive stuff. Never mind. We could have a whole episode about body positivity. Did you want to do any um, Vasap and Niche Niche or no? <sighs> okay, so Vasap and Niche Niche, let me just explain this to her really quick. So Go ahead. Vasap and Niche Niche is basically a section we do where there's teen lingo. I love that this is the name of it. I know. And so basically, like, uh, it's teen lingo, and basically we introduce it to mom, and yeah, <laughs> we will introduce it to mom, and um, basically she says if it's Vasap or Niche Niche. Um... She knows what a thought is. A thought? A thought? Like, yeah. isn't that, like, kind of along the lines of mood, or no? No! Okay, what's a thought? Okay, so... It stands for that hoe over there. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. So would it be like you would, like, post a picture of someone and then hashtag that hoe over there, or... Uh, generally, like how, what's generally the usage? it's more sarcastic, so, like, um, I don't ever actually... Would you be like, my mom won't let me go to the party, and then... T H O T, yeah, like because I'm the hoe. What a yeah. thought. Yeah. Is is that really like what's the usage yeah. like what's allowed? Uh, did have you ever used it? Uh, every I've day act- of my life. I put it on my knuckles. I put thought life on my knuckles. <laughs> nice. Um, I feel like. Hmm, how would you use it? Give me it. Help me. Like if you were gonna use it on social media or in a text or something, how would you use it? Like I'd probably pick like take like some sort of risque picture of myself. 
mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'm such a thought, but like nothing like super weird. So you refer to someone as a thought, yes. as yeah. opposed to it's not just hashtag thought? No. Hmm. It's like a thing you say, like you're a thought. You're a thought. Yeah, I think I'm going to niche niche it. I agree. I feel I don't like, like it. If you really used it as a hashtag, as an aside, like, if, again, if you were like, my mom won't let me go to the party, and then you post a picture of me, like, looking over there, like, not looking at the camera, like, I don't know you're taking the picture, and I'm looking like a big bitch. <laughs> oh, fuck! And you're like, my mom won't let me go to the party, and then you're like, hashtag thought, T-H-O-T. Thought, yeah. That's more okay. If you're like, she's a thought, like, that just feels like weak sauce. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Alright, so I think I don't have any more questions. We're all good? We're all good. All right, so you can find this podcast any place that you find podcasts. We're and if on, you can't, let us know and we'll fix it. We'll, yeah, let us know. We're on Stitcher, we're on TuneIn, we're on iTunes directory and any app that pulls from the iTunes directory. Or you can find us at www.marysturgeon.net forward slash coffee with my mom. We never talked about what we were drinking. Oh, oh no. I had hot cocoa, but it's gone now. I had an Arnold Palmer, but it's gone now. I have like half of an iced vanilla latte that's still left. Did you want with three shots? I don't know. How many shots did it have? Three. three. That's fine. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, you can find me at um, on Instagram at beat underscore fish. Uh, you don't want my Snapchat. I post dumb stuff on there. <laughs> you don't want her Snapchat. Nobody wants to be on Snapchat. Snapchat is the best. You're about to turn 16 and then you'll be too old for Snapchat. <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> I guarantee you 16-year-olds still use Snapchat. No, that's me making fun of Snapchat. Yeah. So you are BeatFish on Instagram. I'm Beat underscore fish on Instagram. And if you really want my Snapchat, you can hit me up. And if I trust you, I'll get it to you. And how many do you get to say where you can find her? Well, you can't find me anywhere because I refuse to be found. That's not not a bad move in this world. Uh, tell us. You tell can us. find me on Twitter at Mary underscore Sturgeon or you can find my writing site at www.marysturgeon.net You can also find my sex blog Whoa! on the internet but I won't tell where. Wow. <laughs> Scandalous. Ball. It's a pen name and you'll never find it. Is it an anagram? No. Okay. It's just a pen. It's... <laughs> Fine cadence. I'm putting it away in like two minutes anyway. Okay. I have to go pee first. Okay. We're done. Logging off. Bye, bitches. Bye. <laughs> Don't, do not drop my mic.